Welcome to the Digital Investors Podcast with Matt and Liz Rad, where we explore how you can invest in the new digital economy with expert interviews, proven strategies, and stories of success. Get inspired to grow your portfolio for the future. Hi, welcome to the Digital Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rad, and today we have a very special guest for you because I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're on a journey, a journey to figure out how to make money online, probably how to quit your job somewhere or create financial freedom in your life or time freedom, and today's special guest has done all of the above. And on that journey, not only has he done that about all the above, he knows what you're about to go through. He, in fact, helps all of our top students go through that very journey where they're quitting their jobs. As you're probably finding or can appreciate, sometimes we all need a guide on our journey, a guide who is calm, has wisdom, has experience, has trodden the path that you're about to go on. And today I want to introduce you to Calum, one of our head coaches, our Yoda of coaches. There you go. What do you reckon to that, Calum? I think that describes you perfectly. But Calum, seriously, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having us, Matt. Good to be back. And as you know, it's always been our goal from day one at eBusiness Institute is to help people with this journey, not mm. not just by with practical coaching techniques and, and the strategies that we teach, but also by inspiring them to mm. see what's possible and to know that they can change their lives. You know, you're, all our guys look up to you. You're incredibly successful with this strategy. You and Jen have created a digital agency where mm-hmm. you can travel, what, a third of the year or, or at least a quarter of the year you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are doing this, you know, replaced your corporate incomes. You earn a significant mm-hmm. six-figure income. But most excitingly, you're also a coach for us. I, I mean, <laughs> I think that's the coolest part, of course. Um, and you've been a coach for us for how long now? Five years, would you say? <laughs> Yeah, it'd be on five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Fine and, when you're having fun. And so, Calum, what I want to start out today with, let's start out with your journey, your and Jen's journey. What were some of the things that Liz and I were able to help you guys with initially on that journey? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's two things. One was a big thing around belief because we didn't think we could do it. So, because it's such a new yeah. skill set, such a new world, we've come from a corporate background. So, I think the, yeah, the belief you instilled in us that not only is it possible, but we could do it. But I think the biggest thing was probably focus. Um, because, you know, and I joke even now with champions, the cool thing with, you know, what we learn in the, you know, in business world is all the strategies are great. The bad thing is all the strategies are great. So it's really hard to go, which one should I do? You know, and yeah, so you really helped us on that because you knew that a big part of our journey at that point in the early days when it was hard was, we wanted to leave work and start to create those options for us. And yeah, the belief, but more the, the clarity um, and what we had to focus on um, to replace our income and, and ultimately leave work first was, yeah, what you helped us with the most. And and you should mention too, what was your, both your roles? Yeah, so I came from a corporate HR background, um, worked mm-hmm. in a whole lot of industries and Jen was corporate finance. So both in the, the big skyscrapers in the city and working the nine to five, um, obviously a lot more than that. Yeah, look, we worked long hours, a lot of stress and all of that, but yeah, the, we got paid well for it. But that was also, that was a good thing. But again, it was the bad thing. It was kind of hard to leave and replace that. So 
Um, we had a, a big job to replace those incomes. Yeah. And and how long did that, can you remember now, how long did that journey take? So it was inside of two years. Um, I think where we, where we really locked in, because we were around, but once we again had that clarity that we spoke about and the, the strategy we we're going to follow, I could say really it was the 12-month mark, to be honest. Like that's when we locked in. But okay. Before that, we were learning. So if you count it's six to 12 months of learning and 12 months of making it happen, so it's a two-year journey. Two years. So. For yeah. you guys, yeah, that yeah. that's awesome. And then, and to the point now, like now, and we should reiterate too. Did you have any online experience back then? I'm just thinking of someone listening to this podcast. They're going, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's all right," you know, like you know, he's a, he's the guru of building websites now. But yeah. I think we all forget in our community that what was your background in terms of technical skills? Uh, I liked being online, but I didn't have any <laughs> skills. Um, I mean, <laughs> a bit of social media and all of that, um, but. No, I mean, I, I worked on a computer, but again, HR is a very interpersonal type role. Worked on a computer in terms of using the systems we had to use, like programs. Pretty much everyone's desk job has a program they use. But no, yeah, I Googled and that was about it and a bit of social media. It, so it's amazing how you can completely retrain. Yeah. And to the point too for you, Carl, we should mention some of your successes. You, you've had some big wins in terms of some of the big corporates that you've now built websites for as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the at the start there was the the network shows, so obviously big shows that people see on on TV and everything. But now, yeah, we work with a lot of like larger corporates, both you know on the east coast, nationally, professional service type companies, um, IT companies. Um, yeah, gosh, and then right through to trades as well. And so this, and you found you're at the point now where it's it's quite flexible. You and Jen mm-hmm. work from home. Yeah. Um, you're still in the CBD, but you you guys travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, tra- yeah, and yeah. So we're traveling quite a bit, both for yeah family things and and for a bit of leisure as well. So yeah, yeah have that flexibility to do it and, for sure. And and what size team do you have for your for your for your business? Look, the the core team is four people, um, and okay. then we've got some specialists that we kind of bring in. So it probably brings us still under ten. It'd be six to seven and i guess the way we've built our team for that flexibility is um, we all work remotely um but we've put the systems and everything in place to be able to stay connected and i think in in our mind it's allowed us to build a team where i feel we have the best people not just the best people in around us if that makes sense so we've been able to yeah um do that and build that remote team for like i say the flexibility um to be able to do what we do from anywhere really when you look at your journey, talking about team, is that something someone listening here and wanting to get into this online world, whether you're building websites for businesses or buying or renovating websites, is knowing what you know now, is that a key thing that you would you would suggest to people to be looking at? Absolutely. As- building a team for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the thing too is it doesn't have to be a huge team. Yeah, but look, there are people who have built teams of 20, 30 and all of that and great. But I think we have been able to build quite a significant business and now working on a lot of our own projects with that core team. And um, yeah, so but that's where you, I, I think you get the leverage because at first you can, it's really attractive being able to do what you do from anywhere. Like I, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I geek out on the keyword research now too. Yeah. Um, I was always about <laughs> design and development, but 
you know, it is cool and you can do that from anywhere. But then when you can start to leverage your time with a core group of people, that's where you get, yeah, more results over time and have that little bit more freedom. And that's that's an awesome equation to have. Yeah. As we've progressed and built the team, we've focused on making sure we're doing the high value stuff. And the way we define that, there's a lot of high value stuff in everything we do, but yep. is setting the strategy up front. So that's the keyword competitor research and seeing how that's going to influence the project. And then the, I'd say, quality control at the end, like, so how close to that strategy did we get kind of thing? And then we'll do the touch up at the end. But that means that a lot of the doing in the middle is, you know, managed by the team. It's, I think, knowing that at the start, it was knowing that it was probably going to come back 80% right at best. But Mm -hmm. someone else doing 80%, 80%, 80%, and me doing 20% is more than my 100%. So that was one of the things that helped get us over that. Um, and that was something that you and Lou shared with us at the start too, was just seeing the power of that. Um, and then, um, yeah, just like I say, focusing on those um, high value pieces and knowing that, yeah, we can ultimately deliver more. Okay. So now let's look at the journey of how you're being able to help our clients mm-hmm. Because you've been coaching with us for so long and been mm-hmm. so successful with our guys, we're, we're seeing all that. You think of all the success stories that you know we're, they're on this podcast. You know, you're often there behind the scenes helping these guys. What are the sort of things that are helping these guys create six figure businesses? Look, I think the the big thing, and again, this all kind of comes back to the call we used to have with you and Liz, but was um, having a clear goal or having a clear reason why. Why you're doing this? Because again, I joke joke with a lot of champions. I know you, you know, and, and digital investors because we get to do a lot of calls with them as well. But you know, you don't come onto this program because you had some extra money and time. Like you came yeah. onto the programs and you would <laughs> learn this skill for an outcome. You know, like yeah. this was just the vehicle to get us there. So I think you know, I went to the the gym this morning, and it's like we don't go to the gym to go to the gym. We go to the gym yeah. because we want to be fit, strong, and healthy, and you know, live a better quality life kind of thing. And so. Sometimes the building the sites and all that and doing the keyword research, it can be a bit of effort, but it is, you need to know why you're doing it. And I think that's a big thing that we lock into because, again, you helped, you helped us lock into that. And it has to be those things that we always think it's money and money is a nice gauge because you can say 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, whatever that might be. But you're usually doing it for what the money gets you, whether it be a bit more travel or time with your family or a nicer house or a nicer car. All those things are great. But whatever it is, maybe time with your kids or time with your family, that like lock into that, the 10 grand's just the way to say, yeah, that's what affords you it. Um, because I think it has to be the stuff that gets you out of bed when you don't want to do it. And 10 grand in itself doesn't really do it. The time with your family might get you out of bed to do the thing. That's so right. yeah, really locking into it. Yeah. Why did you come onto the program in the first place? Why did you want to learn this extra skill um, is a big one. For sure. And what about the big one? Because you, you said, you know, like getting out there and, and um, you know, the things that move the needles, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if you want to, if you need cash flow quick, right, you, you do the mm-hmm. local business strategy because it's just the quickest way to, to quit your corporate role and go back to a high income. And one of the key bottlenecks there is is getting the clients in. Mm-hmm. And I know what, what I love about, what you do with the clients, you're very good at helping our very beginners, the ones who are quite nervous and well, more advanced, but 
giving them that advice to how to get out there and make those sales happen, how to network, what sort of things are you, are you helping them? Like what, what's some, some advice that you give there? Yeah, look, I think that's a good question too. I think the big thing that it probably comes back to most consistently, because everyone does come from such different walks of life. Some are corporate Mm. like myself, some are stay at home parents. Some have just graduated from like tertiary education and then everything in between. So, but there's so many different backgrounds. And I think the most consistent thing that probably helps the most is whilst we're focusing on the sale, we need the sale to build the revenue to replace our income and those kinds of things or create the options. That's why we're probably doing it. But I think the, sh- you know, the shift that I'm able to, get them to focus on is how can you help people because you if you've picked up this skill and you can build a website that can get traffic to it and make a phone ring you need to help people like (laughs) and it's kind of you know if you if if people are hungry around you and you know how to cook cook them a meal and so it's the same thing you have you literally have a skill that can put food on the table for people so if you focus on how can I help you as opposed to how can you buy from me or how can I sell to you, that it's such a subtle, subtle shift, but it seems to help people go, oh, yeah, I can help people. Let me see who I can go help, not let me see who can buy from me. Um, the outcome is the same. Like you shared, you know, if you help enough people, you'll make enough money kind of thing. Um, and that's exactly it. Like if you come from a place of helping people, all of a sudden the words mm-hmm. just come out. It's that's yeah, probably the most consistent thing I'd say. Um, but then from there, it comes from doing doing a good job, and that's probably the other thing I've talked to a lot of yeah. champions about is like master your craft. You've, yeah. you, you, it's funny how much easier these conversations get when you believe in your skills, and you know, to believe in your skills, you have to do the thing. And so whether that's build the websites and then getting some content done and getting them ranking, all of a sudden it gets so much easier to talk to businesses when you have ranked a site, for example. So and yeah, and I will point out, no matter what strategy you want to do, whether it's buy websites, mm-hmm. build them from scratch, or build them for businesses, we call it here at eBusiness Institute reps, reps, reps. The more yeah. websites you can practice with and play with yeah. and build, and that's one of the key things we're super passionate about. Caleb, as you've noticed, you've mentioned this to me a few times, and you've spoken about this at our boot camps. Mm-hmm. The danger of listening to all our awesome podcasts and hearing the amazing stories of all our success stories. Think of all the cool people mm. that are in our community, you know, like Gregor Rourke and Amishan mm. Avni and Stephen and Melissa, Nathan and Lex, all you coaches who are absolutely mind-blowing stories. And the problem is, is people start comparing themselves <laughs> to these people. Well, yeah, look at you laughing. Well, what are, what are the challenges around that yeah. one, Caelan, that you've observed over, particularly in the last few years, as it seems like yeah. champions now are getting success a lot quicker. So there's mm. a lot of success stories in mm. our community. What have you, you're at the forefront working with these guys here every day. Mm. What What's one of the issues that you see when you go through their accountabilities and stuff like that? Is this a, is this a real problem when you start comparing yourself to all the success stories that are in our community? Yeah. And it happens a lot. And now that you said that, I think you see the people that you do see on the podcast and everything that you interview, where it does shift is where they, they go from comparing themselves. So comparing themselves to all of that and they're so far behind to getting inspiration from it and going, okay, like how do I use that as belief for myself and set a direction for myself? And so 
it really comes back to, you know, I think we're talking about running your own race um, because yeah. you have to use these stories and these interviews as what's possible. But it's just fascinating how people from all the different walks of life have done this one or two courses that you offer and taken it in 70 different directions. Yeah. It, I, it yeah. baffles me. But it's because we have slightly different aims that we're going for and slightly different backgrounds that we can lean on and slightly different interests, you know. But um, I think, yeah, the people that we do see on the podcast and everything have taken a bits of all those different stories. You know, I like how they did that, but I like how they built their team and I like how they've structured their business, you know, and then just turned it into their own journey. Um, but, yeah, it really is, um, yeah, getting the inspiration and then running your own race. And I was um, thinking about this. I was looked into a lot of Stoicism stuff, and this Marcus Aurelius from, like, over 1,800 years ago talks about, you know, if you want to progress, stop comparing yourself to others. So this isn't a new problem. This is 1,800 years ago. People are still comparing themselves, (laughs) beating themselves up and everything. So it doesn't serve us. You know, we have to take the inspiration and go, wow, you can do that, and then go, okay, how do I use that as fuel and motivation to do my thing? It is a big thanks to you coaches because the students do look up to you guys Mm. and they literally stand on the shoulders of giants and they think it's normal. What you're doing, Mm. they now think, oh, and then they see the podcast interview where people like Jing do it in 12 months. You're not meant to do it in 12 months quite no. that quickly, but, yeah. but that's a joke, by the way. But but it is it 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 the results are coming a lot quicker now. And obviously mm. we've matured as well here at e-businesses. Mm. I think we're getting better at what we're doing. Mm. But it does lead to this very real problem, if you're listening to this, is don't beat yourself up if you're not getting results overnight. This yeah. is not a get rich quick thing. It's a journey. It, it's yeah. it's a like look at you know and that's one of the big things i know you're really really good at helping these these mm. guys understand it's, it's when you think about it, it's a big mindset thing really mm. it's got nothing to do with their technical skills no and no exactly and it is a journey and i think again the conversation that comes up a lot is don't compare my year six or seven to your year one they yep. we're at different points okay. and it's good get the inspiration know what's possible and all of that but yeah we're at we're at different points of the journey. So, um, yeah, you, you, you just, it's very hard to move forward from a position of beating yourself up. But if we can celebrate those little wins along the way, yep. that, that will add up. And the stuff that, you know, now that we've been talking timeframes that we did, let's just call it five to seven years, a lot of what we've achieved in that time, it was five and seven years, it is happening quicker now, but these are like 10-year goals for us. So, yeah. it, and we've hit them. And so now we get to reset and we go, cool. Well, that happened a bit quicker than I thought. It didn't maybe happen as quick as we'd like. Of course, we wanted it to happen in one or two years, but yeah. it happened really quicker than we thought, you know, because cool. let's call it five to seven years instead of 10. So we're two, three years ahead. Um, and now we can go to the next thing. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, and this is another thing. It really is focusing on the journey. I think the one you share is the Jim Rohn become a millionaire for who it makes you, not for the million dollars type thing. And yeah. You, you do change through this process and yeah. you start to realize there is, you know, you really lock into your why you're doing all these things, but it takes time. And five to seven years to change the trajectory of our life is not much. I spent almost as long at uni. Um, so, yeah. you know, yeah, we completely change the trajectory of our life. We get to travel more when we want. We get to be with our family when we need to, all those kinds of things. So it's not long. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, and 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 I and I think too, you can add to that list. You also get to change lives by being a coach with us. And I do want to say a big thank you. I, I want to end the the interview by acknowledging just what an awesome job you and Jen do helping our community, along with all our other amazing mm. coaches as well. And but I know you've changed a lot of lives just by people being able to tap into your wisdom and your personal journey. Because the good thing that of you having done this for so long now is you know what anyone that's listening to this podcast is about to go through or the journey they're on. And like I started out the out this podcast, sometimes you need a guide. Mm. And I think I like to think here at eBusiness Institute, if you're the right kind of person, we're really, really good as guys, as mm. you can see today from Calum, what an awesome, awesome coach he is and, and an individual he is as well. And does an awesome job for your clients when you're building <laughs> websites for these corporates. So Calum, I do want to say a Big, big thank you for coming along and sharing, I don't know, what, nearly a decade's worth of yeah. wisdom with everyone, distilling it down. So hopefully anyone listening to this, when they're on this journey, you know the key things, the MRAs, the maximum return activities, or the things that you need to have in your mind that you really should be focusing on. And as you can hopefully also appreciate, there's a lot of mindset sitting in there, which mm -hmm. we're really passionate about teaching as well. So yeah. seriously, Caleb, thank you so much for everything you're doing to help our, everyone in our community. Thank you. Great to be a part of it and great to share. Hope it helps. Awesome. Thanks so much. You've been listening to a Digital Investors podcast with Matt and Liz Rad from the eBusiness Institute. If you'd like more great content, interviews and inspiration, make sure you subscribe here in your podcast app or visit digitalinvestors.com for more insights into the future of investing online.